This is Takashi Murakami. You are listening to Mega Race Show. Yo, welcome to the first MLS Kaiwa. These are gonna be our little, mm, not full episode joints, maybe. Mostly interviews, maybe some other type of bonus content where we catch someone who, if we caught them, you know, pretty serendipitously, y'all know how I like that word, and we just caught them for a quick convo or couldn't get them into the studio for a full episode due to some circumstances, so we just caught them for a quick kaiwa. And, you know, this is always, you know, for our Tanakas out there. Word, and um, sometimes these episodes we might be hitting you guys in between our normal joints to let you know of any new shows that we really feel are imperative to get out. And uh, we might even just do these, just have a little fun and talk about something from the culture. But today we wanted to share with you a special guest that we got to interview towards the end of April. It is our homegirl Adelaide from London, representing the Born and Bred crew. That's all caps, N with uh, the letter. Um, these these uh, young ladies, there's five of them, I believe. Chica, oh. Abigail, what's up? Oh, bad, Chica, Abigail, Olivia, Steph, and Adelaide. They got real cool names out in the UK. They just the way she says their names sounds yeah. so so fancy. I, I associate Adelaide with like the southern part of Australia, which really isn't that dope. But she was a very very dope individual. Yeah, man. These um this sisterhood of girls, they're doing a lot of big things out in uh, in London. They are kind of culture curators, DJs, and they um, they do a lot of things. You can check out their Mixcloud, Born and Bred, uh, all caps. They, they play a lot of different types of music, which we talk about on uh, on the, not an interview, but in the conversation that we had. Where, where did we have that, that conversation? What bar was it at? That was at Beat Cafe over in Dogenzaka. Word. So we have her, uh, this is about almost an hour episode. We talk about a lot of things. Yeah, man, we um, got pretty in-depth talked about a lot of different topics especially towards the end we, we started going off into some some other shit yeah, we even got on some, some brexit shit. brexit but yeah. she talked a little bit about gentrification i definitely tried to get her to hate on drake <laughs> for being a culture vulture but apparently you know the cats out there in london they appreciate him and i know a lot of people do but you know how i am i just like to to do that so um she she also talks about their uh their start where they started producing um a little I guess a zine, like a small magazine. Yeah, that's kind of like their genesis, she was saying. Yeah. yeah. And and I love that because she was using a lot of work resources to print that magazine out, stealing ink from her job. And uh, to get that out, they drained all the, all the toner. And so uh, shout out to them, man. Like I said, this is a really powerful sisterhood of women. And uh, we're Yo, really happy to support them. Born in bread in the letter and bread like the food you eat. Yeah, like carbs. Born and bread, yeah. Yo, I was listening to a couple of their mixes on uh, on Mixcloud. And e- each one of the ladies who are playing mixes, they, they bring forth a, uh, a different vibe. They've got a lot of great musical taste. So definitely do your Googles, find that. Uh, check them out. I, I played it at the house uh, at my house just yesterday and also today on the way to work. So uh, shout out to those girls. Look to them for some really good music. We're hoping to build with them again once they get out here. And um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely mess with them. Yo, man, uh, big ups to the whole Born and Bred. Much big, big, big ups to Adelaide for, you know, giving us her time and like exposing us to her people and like everything she's got going on over there in London. Uh, shout outs to Shori Bradshaw. That was the connects who uh, I got to link up with Adelaide through. So, yeah, man, uh, big ups to all of them. Yeah, again, yo, just a lot of uh, young, strong uh, black sisters who are doing their thing and uh, check them out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful what they're doing. Do your Googles. So, yo, this is not information. This is not even the straight-up Mega Late Show, but this is MLS Kaiwa. Bow. Peace to the gods. Mega Late Show. You ask me the first thing that I look at when I I see a a girl, it's usually her chin. No. Uh, (laughs) It's her hair. It's her hair. Definitely, definitely. Um, Is it on? 
Yeah, yeah, we're, oh, we're rolling. Like, we're just oh. like, yeah, we're, uh, okay. well, you know, this is, this isn't so much an interview as, oh, as like, it is just a conversation. a conversation. Yeah, we just want to talk to you and, and find out uh, a little bit about your grind and exactly how, what you're participating in. And then we'll ask you a little bit about your taste in music and, and your experiences with, I don't know, you're in the UK, so maybe we'll talk about grind. Like that. Maybe your thoughts on other things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stormzy. You know, a lot of You are educated, boy. Right? <laughs> educated. I like Wiley. He's the godfather, right? Oh, nice stuff, boy. <laughs> yeah, um... Well, I mean, I, I told you already, but I was out there summer of 08. Yeah. And that was like... Grime was just kind of... Well, at that point? That summer he had a huge single. Like it was huge. Rolex. Yeah, Rolex. Mm-hmm. And that was like everywhere. Like yeah, he performed. That was, that was like a sellout song. Yeah, that was like it his was pop like song. Heavy pop. That's when a lot of the grime artists were like making these really catchy kind of beach tunes with like a singer on the, on the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then I think I read like a interview with Skeptar that he did for the Fader. He was talking about how he was following in um, a lot of Wiley's footsteps, you know, Dizzy Rascal, um, yeah, <laughs> Dizzy, um, a lot of these like kind of pioneers of grime and um, Oh, yeah. Can we call Dizzy Rascal a grime artist? No, he started off like kind of. Okay, so with grime, grime has completely gone into something, something completely different. Grime is like a completely dis- different aesthetic than it was like in the early stages. There's, it's been split up into like kind of UK rap, mm. and then there's grime now, which has come from people like Wiley. I wouldn't exactly say Dizzy Rascal because he kind of had that rap element to his yeah, I thought he was his a style. Artist yeah, he has that like kind of UK hip hop, UK hip hop, and our rap kind of going on. Almost then, experimental. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like so then garage. you had um, yeah, garage. So garage was like formulated from grime, and it broke down into grime, and then now grime. You got UK rap, UK hip hop. So there's like loads of different subcultures that's been birthed from garage and like kind of dub and fast beat kind of hard hitting. It was all from a culture, and I think he had like it was more from a, like a club culture. So you had like champagne spray dances where you had to go in, bring your YSL, your Moschino. Although I was really young and I obviously couldn't go to those kind of club nights like before. I'd stay at my cousin's houses and my older, older cousin, who's like married with kids now, would go out, Alizé in his hand, that's like a popular drink. He'd have like a Moe and Chandon, he'd have his Moschino on, he'd have his YSL on and his little tinted glasses. (laughs) And that was the look, like you went there to show off your best Moschino outfit, your best YSL outfit. And it was all about Heartless Crew. And they used to put on these amazing, amazing dances that I wish. The DJ crew or like a promotion They're company? DJs and rappers. And it was just like, oh, I remember being young and I used to go to my confirmation classes and across the road was this club, I can't remember the name. So but... Oh, okay, so confirmation, I'm Catholic. Oh, that's, yeah. So yeah. I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was also confirmed Oh, yeah. Am I the only heathen out here? Straight up Southern Baptist? <laughs> hey man, all you need to do is just go repent. So class. Yeah, so class. Y'all ain't been blessed. No, just go confess in your water. All you need to do is confess in your Catholic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally murder somebody and then or, uh, my bad. Yeah. Or, fast for three days, <laughs> two hundred hail marys. You and then yeah, you're a Catholic. But yeah, I used to go, and then um, my cousins would would be like, yeah, we're gonna be across the road. And, be like, mm-hmm. and they used to be all kitted out, and the girls used to be in their sunglasses, their crop tops, and their skino. Like it was just like a dream watching it fashion from a fashion point of view and like a culture what, what of year was it? What, what year is this a year so this would have been like 
mid-2000s, like, this is early, no, early 2000s, like, so it must have been like 2003, oh, wow. oh, 2003, and then a bit before that, so like, 96, 97, that's when, like, oh, wow. grime and all of that. So this is like straight London also? Yes, yes. This is... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I hate to do it too. I, I could do it. No, I got it, I got it. So then, um, yeah, so that's when, like, you had your cruise, and you had everyone just going at it. Like, you had the dubs, you had the underground pirate radio station. And I think that's kind of where Born and Bred, like, we were birthed from like, kind of a DIY, do it your own self, so you can get your own recognition and have friends just rooting for you. And I think it's that same environment, like, just have all your friends come to the dance, buy a couple bottles, make all the girls see you, be like, yeah. And then, yeah, that was just the vibe. And I think Skepta saw that too, but he, after a while when everyone was doing that, that pop kind of get a singer on the on the, on the vocals and then the chorus, then everyone was like, I like the way your face looks right now. So because it's very sustained because I um had a huge insight. Um I was working at a company and then I got this huge shock of my life. So a young lady walked in I can't remember her name, that's how bad it is. Young lady walked in, but it turns out, Wiley had the song, Wiley had another song where he's in a pool, I can't remember the song. Mm. However, there was a young lady in the video, white female, and she was singing the, the hook. And I was like, oh yeah, I love this song. Turns out, the woman that came into the office, black lady, really pretty. Uh... She was she the was real singer. <laughs> that's some CNC music factory. That twist, and that's why it was like after I heard that, I stopped listening to Wiley, I stopped listening to Skepta, I stopped listening to oh, really? all of them because I was like, that is so sellout, bad. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like he wasn't, he couldn't not approve of it. He was in the video, like he let it happen. Whoa! And then when I saw so that, so it's his handlers that are probably pushing that. We need to hit this target demographic, mm. and he's just, yeah. There, there's a, there's a little bit of a difficulty for, in my opinion, when, like those lines of authenticity have become blurred for the sake of commodification and making money off of it. Because like he's definitely the progenitor, the godfather of mm. that whole so scene. He, you know what I mean? So black boys are looking at him. Mm. Black girls are looking at him. People of color are looking at him as an example. And then you like you plastered this white female who's not even singing a song, and it's like it's made. I don't know, but then afterwards they put her on a different song, but the song didn't even do too well. And it's just like, how does that make sense? Like after that, I was a bit like set out. Okay, how it makes sense? It makes sense because like the it, it's not about at a certain point it's not about um, the artistry as it is about making money off of the art. And that's a that's a big problem. I'm, I'm curious since we're. I, I, I wanted but, but, to get to this but, later. Before we go, go any further, I just want to say, yo, this is a uh, MLS. <laughs> <laughs> You're rocking with a uh, Mega Late and Steez, and we got Adelaide here repping London and the Born and Bred crew posse DJ unit. Yeah. <laughs> Creative curators. Yeah. Uh, and that's bread like. Carbs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like carbs. Let's spread like carbs. And, and we're really happy to have you out here. I was thinking that we would just introduce it before the podcast episode, <laughs> like, but, but but work. Um, yeah, I felt, so, I felt, so thanks. I felt we were with the recording just running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I did plan on just doing that. But again, thank you for coming out with no, us no, and, no. and rocking with us. And I, I'm really curious to hear about uh, your journey. I see. I, I read about what you what you ladies are doing out there, cool. and I think it's dope. I, I completely support that, and uh, and and uh, yeah. Can you tell can us see... a bit about that? Oh, Born yeah. and Bread. So Born and Bread started 2000. Hey, we started late 2013. Now, really, really, really got into it 2014. <clears throat> and originally it was myself and some friends, my friend Chica, because we had a music blog. 
It was doing really, really, really well. Um, but I was at university. First two years, I really went ham with it. And I asked my friend Chica because we have similar tastes in music. And then we just started writing up all the time, going to gigs, like doing gigs and stuff like that, like writing on behalf of people who just invite us and stuff. So we did that. And then um, two other friends who were Abigail and Olivia, who is also Chica's god sisters, mm. so it's all connected. And then I met Chica, I met, I met Abigail and Olivia through Chica like years before. And then we reunited when we was at university. And then we went to um, see Kanye West actually at Roundtown. Okay. Who's that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Kanye West was Kanye West. Kanye, who? Hold on, what, what year is this? <laughs> 2007. Oh, so this is like uh, graduation. Yes, good, good Kanye when I was I'm obsessed. Kanye. I was obsessed. There's <laughs> <laughs> a thing now. <laughs> I was obsessed with Kanye, like, went to all these concerts. Oh, yeah. So then. <laughs> Ready Come on, man. Everyone was obsessed. I like, I like Kanye, but I wouldn't say I was obsessed. I loved Kanye. Yeah, he came to my uni one time, and I was just like... Oh. <laughs> 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 some panties on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that nigga came out wearing my university's t-shirt. That was like my Facebook profile picture for a long ass time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, we just decided to like merge alliances. And um, yeah, we just what? started... What? Where was this at? In London. So right we was London. all... And that's where you're born and raised? Yeah, yeah, born and bred, London, South East hey. London, Peckham, London. And... Repping, repping. South East. Were y'all spinning at that time? No. So we spinning. were just kind like of... DJ going, or Yeah, DJ. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, sure. so then Both. we... So we went to... We, we were... We would get invited to a lot of nights because they used to blog fashion and lifestyle and we just did music. So we just merged it. Whoever could go to something would be like, oh, what tickets for this? Go. Because I'd be like, oh, what tickets for this? Oh, go. So then we started to get known, seen on the scene. <laughs> That's kind of like us, guys. We're starting to get known, seen, hanging out with famous people. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yo, Following your footsteps, bro. Yeah. Right behind you. Shory Bradshaw said, hey to me the other day. <laughs> yeah, she was saying that she's going to go check out Shory tonight and her boyfriend. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tokyo Vitamins are, are hollering too. So shout out to Tokyo Vitamins. Sorry. Tokyo Vitamins, they, um, they have a. I, I want to say it's a it's not a podcast but it's like a mix that they put out each month they get artists around Tokyo to put a mix together and, oh, cool. and yeah they're real dope mm. you probably should link with them too yeah, you've probably seen them Unagi, Unagi Crimes was supposed to be at the joint oh Saturday night last Saturday night. how was that joint by the way it was good really it was good, good. Yeah, it was good. good yeah so then, um, Yo, we sorry, started, this, yeah, sorry, we started this magazine and it was so shit. Sorry, it was <laughs> so shit. It was like we did it on InDesign and all of this, and we were like, we got a platform to stand on, let's make a magazine. It was shit, and then we saw it. We actually took months, we were stressing, we were like, this is just like we just need to get this in, and we were thinking, get this in for who? Like, so then, um it just looked crap and we were like and I was like I I'm I originally my degree is in history of art and oh, wow. history and philosophy of art and visual art That's as awesome. well and then so at that time I had a project it was a really long dissertation project on surrealism and one of them was subcultures as well in photography and I had to make a fanzine well I decided to make a fanzine on surrealism and chants and <laughs> so then I was thinking, no, you guys, let's make a let's make a zine too. I was like obsessed with zines, like oh my gosh. So a zine is a short format for a magazine. Yeah. So it's just like kind of um, it's like a shove to magazine. It's not glossy. We, it's just are you like, we grew up in America, oh, around okay. America. We know teenage girls. Oh uh, what? It's like the teenage girls. <laughs> a lot of the most, yeah, a lot of most popular zines are started by teenage no. Girls. Started by men, so in the really? UK, ours was, ours yeah. Was we, yeah. I used to, I used to write See? for a zine that was a culture jamming oh, magazine. Cool. We used to put like how to how to blow up 
uh, RC car fluid and oh my gosh, like, not like that. <laughs> not like wheat paste, wheat paste over shit. And, yeah, it was all culture jam. Yeah, yeah. so political, was, political shit. Welcome See? to uh, the number one. Uh, ISIS sponsored podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't say that, man. I'm black people. People think I'm out okay, They ain't gonna give me my permanent residency visa. Um, so keep then, for that. So keep then we would just we just link up in my room, and my mum and dad will be like, "What are you guys doing up there?" Like I'm African, isn't it? So anything creative driven is like you're wasting your time. Go to be a doctor, go to do your degree, or blah blah. Even having an art degree is just well, like, what are you doing? arts degree type of. It's just like everyone else in my family. Yeah, it's like, just dissertation on Dadaism. Yes, literally. <laughs> Dadaisms yeah. and isms, full stop. Like, yeah. So then. Did you holler at Lee in a Rapungi, room 806? No. Uh, that's my uh, barber. Ghanaian barber. Yeah. <gasps> no, I need to go. Yes, I'm going to write that down. I need to take pictures of him. So then we just started like taking pictures everywhere. We would like talk to our friends who are doing amazing things and like, we just like document everything. It was just like a diary. We'd ask our friends to write stuff and then I'd go to work and I'd scan everything. So we'd cut and stick everything, listen to Beyonce most of the time, mm. waste most of our time. And we'd be like, okay girls, like a month to go. And then we met actually, Entrepreneur, amazing woman, shout out to Sharmadine Reed, who owns a nail bar in London. That's just Sharmadine Reed. Yeah, she's popping. Hmm. She's that businesswoman extraordinaire. And um, meant to meet her at one of her business brunches. And then she started her business initially for a zine, and now she's got this multi pound driven business. Hmm. Like, and um, yeah, yeah, nice. through the culture, literally. Multi-pound business. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> my bad, that there's a poor American joke about the way that we use weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. And um, yeah, she was like, "Girls, get it into me. I'm giving you like four weeks." So it was like, "Okay, this is our deadline." But I was thinking, "Who are we giving this to?" Like as a, anyway. So then we, I scanned it in, stayed late after work, like six p.m. Scan, 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 scan. Toner. I drained every toner at my workplace just scanning. Yo, shout out to stealing from. Paper, everything. So I then stable, I bought a long stable, stapled it, and I was like, guys, distribute. And then we just distribute them to like different cafes. But every time we distribute them, people would be like, do you have any more? And we were like, shit, like, I need to scan some more. The toners are gone, guys. Like, yeah. I'm going to get caught, kind of thing. And then Dope. I am. Um, <laughs> I then, that DIY aesthetic. Hold on, did you say the name of the zine yet? It's called Born and Bread as well. Okay. Yeah, Born and so. And then, literally, it just flew off the shelf. Next thing's next. We get an email from ID Magazine saying we'd love to interview about what you do. And it was like, ah, beautiful, beautiful. what do we do? And then, Days Magazine interviewed us. Then, Fader interviewed us. Then, all these publications were like, no one's really making scenes. What the fuck? Like, and, how and did you All of you start? are just young black women. Yeah, I think it was more of the rebellion of the fact that every time we'd see ourselves yeah <laughs> every time we'd see ourselves in a magazine as black women it's always something negative it's always something mm. like oh right. or it was always um a white person depicting black culture mm. and it's like how does that make sense <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we just started like taking we took old pictures of ourselves like using lip gloss gelled up hair like the real like nostalgic-ish that we actually lived through and we just put it in this magazine and then we had like, tons of people tweeting us like I remember this like we was obsessed with B2K so like me and my friend Chica wrote this B2K? B2K? B2K Oh wow We wrote this story about like our obsessions with BTK. Remember like boy bands back there were like good looking, we'd be like, oh my gosh, I want BTK. I don't know what with that experience. But like remember that fandom of just yeah. like yeah. pandemonium, do you know yeah. what I mean? It was TRL all day. Yeah. But now you look at like oh young thug and you're like, do I really want to marry him? Like, no, I can see myself getting married to like little man. kids outside. That dress he was wearing on his album cover is so dope though. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna marry the man, but shit. A young thug 
uh, Travis Scott. You can't see yourselves uh, bringing them home to mommy. Like, no. no, no I'm, just, I'm talking about if they, were a, if they were a boy band, I would cop the album. That sounds like a No, album but back in the day, they were like clean cut. They used to be singing songs about. Boy bands. I would. Well, when I did. <laughs> you know, it's a different experience. I know, it? but it was just that whole nostalgic feel of. Boy bands used to be amazing. Mm. Well, what I like, what I like about your approach is that um, there's not a lot of representation for young yeah. black women, and usually when people are talking about it, even when we're talking about it, we ain't young black women, and so it's good to have that voice here, um, you know, prevalent for people yeah. to to experience. Now, what else? What else is it that you guys do? You guys have a you have a radio show as well. Yeah. So through that, our second issue, we went to New York and like talked about all the crazy shit that happened to us in New York, and then we made a zine, and then Peckham oh, yeah, started some to New York come. stories. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then basically, um, Peckham started to become gentrified. It was about two years ago. We went Peckham is south. Yeah, southeast where mm-hmm. I'm from, and then a guy opened a record shop, and we totally like. We went in on him, he was like, you're a gentrifier, like, how can you come here? You've got really good music, though. You're really cool. <laughs> called you a gentrifier? Yeah, we I called I've never him. heard anybody call that before. Like, you're coming in and gentrifying the spotlight. How dare you sell your good records and be cool and be nice to us? And then he beat that. We call him Uncle Charlie. Shout out, Uncle Charlie. No, Charlie no, Burns. And, I miss um, my Uncle Charles. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see him at the box. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So then he he's like he's like main like guy on NTS Radio. You might have seen him too. Mm. Long braids. Okay. Uncle Charlie's our supply teacher, but he like educates us and everything. He taught us how to DJ and stuff. And he invited us on the show because he was like, "You never leave my shop." You're always coming here and playing records. Just come on the show and talk about what you do and then leave me alone. And then through that, uh, we got a show because um, the main guy, Fenny, really liked us. And then he was like, have a monthly show. And then it turned into like, we have a breakfast show twice a month. Can we listen to that online? Yeah, yeah. Mixed Cloud, Born and Bread, the bread you eat. Carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, so we just talked to people. How many many, uh, women are involved with you now? Five now. So we've got Steph. Steph has also been around us the whole time. But then when we went to New York, she helped us do our New York issue. And was like, girl, oh, you're part of us anyway. You've been here, like, rocking us from the beginning. So she does, like, videography. So everything is in-house. So mm. DJ, make films, photography, everything. So now we're, like, a creative agency because we lend our okay, kind of dope. ideas to branding and we make lookbooks and zines for brands and help us get money basically <laughs> and yeah and radio and we have people come on we've had like cakes the killer and we've had like loads of local djs come on some amazing singers and just yeah mts has been a real pivotal point in us like moving forward because tons of people hear us like hundreds of people listen to our show and so through that live completely live (laughs) (laughs) so they hear us like fuck up most of the time they're like technical difficulties (laughs) we have that too but we have the we have the ability to chop that out (laughs) we don't we're literally like i've never fucked up (laughs) no we always like technical no there's sometimes when um the CDJs are completely knock off and we're like <laughs> you just you just start busting a freestyle rap. That's what like you usually do. I sing the show and then my friends are like stop but my man Josh one of our like producers he's just always like you should have a show for yourself just singing yes girls I should <laughs> so, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on on the the grime scene in London right now or in grime globally because Amazing. I mean, there it's it's a little bit more pervasive now than maybe it's ever been. What's his name? Uh, Griggs? Would he be considered grand? Giggs. Giggs. <laughs> Yo, I have never fucked up on the podcast. Today is the day. What what are your thoughts on Giggs. just the, well? Oh, let's, let's start. Let's start before we get to grind. Like, how how is the hip hop scene in? In terms of American. Well, I mean, like in in London, what are London. people's per, general perceptions? Uh, it's one of American hip hop. Yes, one of the driving forces like Drake, 
Um, people like Drake out there? Yeah, people like Drake. Drake, you got your young thugs, your um, little easy bird, you got... Um, mm. So basically, all the popular, all the popular American shit makes its way to the UK. All the time. What are their thoughts on Drake kind of gentrifying grime and using it from Canada? To be honest, I've never really had like Drake's always been someone that's liked everything. Do you know what I mean? He jumps from scene to scene and it's not so much a bad thing because he's putting like tons of people on like one of the youngest people he put on and had on his London show was Santan Dave and that is huge like he's 19, 18 and he put him on a remix so he made a remix with him on one of his own songs which made it popping globally so in that instance it's amazing and then when you're talking about gigs my man's been on the scene from day dot but he didn't know how popping he was until he went to Ibiza and the promoter tried to like basically do him one and he went out there and was like producer tried to give it and the promoter tried to give very famous promoter tried to give him like <laughs> not a lot of money and then he met Wiley you're making peep. Everyone's here to see you. Yeah, there's something talking the hardest. Shot in Peckham, where I live. Like, I had tons of like my friends that I went to school, secondary school, primary school with. They're like, damn, that man is messing in prison now. But that was one of his biggest tracks today. Talking the hardest. That's like gigs is. You know, if you know South London, so so like all the like the major the major grime figures in the UK are cool with Drake putting out grime stuff. Yeah, he rapes but he saves. Yeah, he rapes but he saves. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he saves more than he rapes. That's a, that's, a, that's a Dave Chappelle. I know. Disappointed <laughs> out. I'm not I big into making great jokes, but, but yeah, he rapes what he says. <laughs> he rapes but what he really? says. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, seriously, Drake is. I don't have any problems with him. Like he makes good music. I wouldn't say 100% of it is everything I like, but. He makes good music, why not? And he puts on the London cast. Yeah, he puts on London. And he puts on Afrobeats as well. (laughs) He puts on a lot of stuff. Yeah. He grabs from all over the place. Yeah, like, I think he's the only artist at the moment so versatile to do whatever he feels like. Do you have any problems with that, Mega? Him being versatile or... Well, I I I think that he's really good at hearing music that's good and then putting other people onto it yeah i think he's one of the least creative artists because he kind of just grabs from other places he does yeah and 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 you know like uh his last album i liked maybe five tracks off of it which is more than i've liked off of pretty much any of his albums or especially views uh yeah the the playlist the playlist excuse me yeah it's yeah. not an album, more life. It's a yeah, playlist. Yeah, playlist. It's like a mixtape. Which is just, yeah, a, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just a, a kind of fancy way of getting people to say something Jesus else. Samphas on that. Yeah. Well, see, I like those two tracks, so I count those towards my five, but those aren't Drake tracks. I really don't fuck with views. I don't I like views at all. I like views. I'm not a Drake fan. One track. I forgot what it's called. I like the last track. That's it. I, I don't. I, I didn't like Hotline. Well, I thought Hotline Bling was a good. It's a pop good pop track. song. It's yeah. a good pop track. But but that's how that's a really like my opinions of Drake is kind of outside of all that. Um, I, you, what I was just curious is because you you seem to care about authenticity yeah. within the culture, I think it's, within your culture and within your music. So I was curious. I think it's because you know, I I used to blog, isn't it? So a lot mm. of the time I blog artists who are fucking killing it now like I met ASAP when I was in Harlem yeah about five years ago how tall is he um, <laughs> oh she gotta give us in centimeters he's not he's, he's not six amazing. stones tall no you're an idiot you're an idiot six stones I'd say he's about five eight five nine he's okay. not that tall right. I saw him recently actually um last month at the V Lone Launch, you know, the trainer. Okay. The guy is that Barry. Sure. No. <laughs> but, um, I'm not that fancy. We they're a bit, bit, bit douchey. So. Hey. 
but um, yeah, Iggy Azalea. It's the obvious people that you know are gonna pop in it. It's a bit annoying. However, um, yeah, I just like good music, man. Mm. I, I like just really. If you're a good singer, like I mm. want you to win. Like, have you heard of Kalela? That sounds familiar. Kalela. I don't think I Kalela, have. Kalela, yeah, she's on Solange's joints, a lot of her joints. Mm. Then I have heard it because I did listen to Solange's joints. See at the table, what do you lot think? I haven't listened to the album. I'm not a big fan of pop R&B or R&B, but I really like what Solange had to say about a lot of things. I think that it's an important album for more than just black folks to hear. I think she was making a lot of... I, I think it's a good album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm... I'm, I'm conscious. Uh, no, nah, I, I would never say that about myself. I mean, I, I definitely am consciously aware of oh, yeah, things. Conscious but, but I just mean listener. like... Well, yeah, like, um, you know, it's just not my jam. Like, it's not bad music. Are you like, but ninth, I, I just, are you like Ninth Wonder, Slum Village kind of music? Oh, I definitely like Ninth Wonder and Slum Village. I'm not, you I'm not so old. listen then. to uh, reggae or dancehall? Um, yeah, I'm mainly in Born and Bread. I'm the bashment DJ. I'm the like dancehall, reggae, hey, DJ, Afrobeat. So Have you heard any of that out here? I heard they had a. I was supposed to link up with a girl, but she went to Kyoto, and I was super pissed because her whole collective just bring life. Like they're Japanese girls, mm. but they're obsessed with dancehall culture. I think it's fucking awesome. Well, I, haven't, I haven't heard of these girls. Yeah, What's I don't know. My phone's out there. But sure, Bradshaw plays some dancehall shit. Does it? Does she? Remember the joint we was listening to? Oh my god, that's why I became a fan of her because really? she was. It was some type of mashup, some crazy beat, and then some dancehall vocals of oh. an artist I didn't know, and I was. Uh, yeah, I play a lot of the Bashman. I'm the Bashman DJ in the group. <laughs> uh, I, I really would like to to hear more of your mixes and, and more yeah, of your music. We don't really make a lot of mixes, which we just don't have time. But I think so. It's always gonna... live, and they don't. They don't save where we can Oh no, yeah, you can post. listen to them on Mixcloud. Um, but then <laughs> the last one I did was mainly like a slow jam, like kind of pop. 90s. 90s R&B yeah. mix on the show. It was really short because my car decided, to, the ticket man decided to give me a ticket in the car park. Oh, so I had to run. Sweet. But you're going to hear it on the show. If you listen to <laughs> our most, that is our show two weeks yeah. ago. It was literally in mid-mix, like, breaking it down, like, what? Oh, my gosh, I'm getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I have to definitely listen to that. And show. then they were like, pray for Adelaide. She might not get it. Is she going to get it? It's like, Locked up. that's Whoops literally our show. Like, our show is literally just... It's better if it's raw, though. So, uh, we try to... Yeah. Yeah. That's, we that's why we... Thing. Yeah, that's why yeah. we... Yeah. got my baby boy crying in the back. Oh. <laughs> he got the mom. We got his mom in Mom's there on an there. episode, yeah. man. Literally, our show is literally just so, us calling each other out and talking about our nights out and etc. We never do that. No, what? I'm always I, I'm always the person that's calling Chica out. I don't know why. I just feel like she's my best target. Chica, sounds dope. Chica she is. the Steph, Abigail, Adelaide, Adelaide, Abigail and Olivia. Abigail and Lydia. Okay. Yeah, huh. Olivia. So. Uh, I met you in a, it's not a club, it's kind of like a bar. Trump House. Trump House, dope as hell, yeah. So, as a DJ yourself, what do you think of the people that perform out here? And I met you the other night at another joint, too. Dope as, so, Shuri's event, we had the Soul Lection. Shorty Bradshaw, can't shout out to can't Shorty not Bradshaw. represent that enough. And Yuki, and ugh, so dope, like, seriously. And, like, you have the hooligan. They were just killing it, man. I just, I just love the fact that when you go out and you see someone playing what they really like to play mm. and they're dancing with it. That's like us on the night out. Like, it's more like we're just playing for the vibes to like get down. Yeah. Like, it's not even about that. Like, oh, this is popping right now, so I'm gonna play it. Mm. How to the fuck no, like, Chica will be playing her SA house, like, hard hitting. And because she's just getting down and feeling the music, everyone, like, in the club will just That's the initial role of the DJ. Do you know what I mean? Not to try to emulate commercial radio. In London, there's a whole lot of that going on at the moment. You have, like, these girls who... I I guess the movement of female DJs is really exploding at the moment, and I feel like we've we've partaken in a lot of interviews that I feel we shouldn't have sometimes, because 
it's better to let your music speak instead of answering questions about what you do than having people just listen to what you do or come out for what you do and then recognize what you do as and I think opposed to like Someone else is tonight. Explaining your art is always it's kind difficult, of important. Yeah. Do. And it's always coming from these like I guess we call ourselves bad feminists because we stand up for obviously that we want to play good music and we don't always want a guy in the booth. No offense. And <laughs> yeah, feeling like a fucking groupie. We just want to have like all our girls, guys around, just being like shelling it. Do you know what I mean? Just playing some bangers and just having your little been up reelers, pulling it up, do you know what I mean? And like, before I came to Japan, um, my friend had that moment, like, it was just a night where everyone was, I mean, I, what kind of DJ can play Cassie, um, Wiley, Dizzy Rascal, and flipping Sting in DJ one Day. night, oh, mm. <laughs> no, in one night, and everyone's just dancing. A good DJ. Sounds yeah. like Tokyo. A good DJ. Ralph like Hardy. Tokyo. Shout out Word. to Ralph Hardy and James Messiah. They are Tiffany Carver and Steph Seeks. Like. Mm. So is this your uh, first time in Tokyo? Yes. Why did you decide to come out here? Was it just because you wanted to catch some sushi? Or <laughs> like, do you know somebody out here? Like, who did you come out here to see? Initially, like initially, I had a friend that lived out here. And I was always like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Like, Tokyo's been on the top of my list. Last year, I was supposed to come, but um, I had work in New York, so I couldn't come. And then I booked, like, my friends were going out there too, so I was like, oh, might as well. And then, um, <laughs> and then another friend of mine, I was like, okay, they were saying that they're going to come to Tokyo. And I was like, no, wait for me, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. And then I hadn't spoken to them for a while, and they just booked it without me, and I was so pissed off and I was just like do you know what it's just not the right time for me like whatever in it and I thought if I went with them anyway it would have been a thing of I don't think I would have had the same experience of meeting the people that I wanted to meet because maybe like I'm not gonna go out tonight or I'm feeling tired or I don't really want to do this so I think it was a perfect opportunity now I mean from and I literally just booked it closed my eyes and went oh my gosh guys and then I told my friends like a couple months later Guys, I booked a, a trip to Tokyo. I didn't even tell my parents until like a couple of weeks before, and they were like, "Okay," because everyone's sick. like, "Yeah, no, no." Everyone was like, "Whatever in it, like you're not gonna go or whatever." Mm. And I was like, "Guys, I'm going to like Tokyo tomorrow." And they're like, "My friend actually came to my house to see if I was actually going on holiday, <laughs> <laughs> if I was actually going, because it's so far away." And then everyone's like, "You're going by yourself, like you're crazy," and I'm like. Not really. People travel. I think it's a black yeah. thing. When well, you travel by yourself, like from Europe, like was it a direct flight? From from no, Europe. I changed. I couldn't do like a direct. Six, I couldn't. What's the flight like? Sixteen hours. Nineteen. Yeah, 16? it was like no, it was less. Sixteen. 16 hours? But I stopped in Dubai because I couldn't. It was seventeen. Stopped okay. in Dubai and literally just walked through, and then I mm. had to have that space off the plane. I couldn't mm. just do it direct. Because it would have been 16? Um, I think it's like 12. Oh, 12. Or 11. Too well, much, we're, I think, you know, we're so happy to have you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I want to thank you lot, guys. So, like, so super seriously. happy to, um, to have you join us with the podcast. Uh, last month was uh, Women's History Month. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're big, you know, we try to be allies for uh, women artists and and uh, we really like what you're doing out here. Thank it's, you, it, man. It, Thank it you. coincides with some other artists that, that are out here doing big things. Yeah. And we only want to see you guys uh, prosper. prosper and grow. Thank you. And uh, we really do appreciate the opportunity to sit Thank down and hear about your, hear about your, your journey. <laughs> My weird you, one. <laughs> when I met you, like, the energy was just, like, popping. Oh, um, thank you. We, we started this podcast not that long ago, but I'm really grateful for the opportunities that not only I get to meet people when I'm out, but then get to bring them in and then yeah, get to know them better so and, you know, hopefully get to big them up. Yeah. Like, I can see the way you are so interested in grind music. All the questions have been about... No, we just we don't grind. know enough, you know. Ah, like we, we have the inside scoop, so we want to. I'm a fan of music in general. We run a hip hop podcast, but I mean, I'm listening to everything. Because I feel yeah. like there's more to London than grime music. What, so what are you? What, what are you would you listening to? Shout out, or do you spin anything else? Um, yeah, like we spin a lot of like UK kind of Afrobeat. 
Spain. Yeah, SA House. We we spin a lot of UK Afrobeat. There's like J House, Kojo Fund. Definitely people that you need to listen to, mm. and they're just amazing. We have some amazing, like as you say, like kind of her roots are Jamaican. I think Tobagan. Her name is Steph London. Mm. Yeah, Steph. shout out some some artists. We yeah, can check Steph out. London, Kojo Fund, um, Pagey Cakey, Miss Banks. Um, the list is endless. You got Koji, Radical, yeah. Nippa Music. Yeah, I feel like um, she's just. Something a, a ton of yeah. dope bricks on us. <laughs> you know, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to we're going to tune into the mix cloud and listen to you and try yeah. to and try to follow and support your movement. Uh, before before we get out, uh, should, should we cut it now? I think we've been recording for about 45, yeah, 45 minutes. Forty minutes. minutes. Uh, Do you have anything else? A couple questions. Okay. Do you listen to any music out here? Have you been put on to anything while you've been? Here? I haven't. I've only listened to a lot of Korean rap. Word. But not Which a lot. Is some of the dopest rap. Not I know. Lie. What's his name? Keith. Keith. Yes. He was out in London, which was interesting. I didn't manage to get um, tickets to a show, but I saw it on my friend's Snapchat and it just stopped popping. Um, no, that's all. I had a lot of K-pop, but I haven't heard gotta, any Japanese. There's this podcast out here called the Mega Late Show, and we talk about Ooh. a lot. Of, it's called the Mega Lazy so Show. But, but they talk about a lot of Japanese <laughs> things, and you know the well, artists as well. Out. So yeah. tell me, because I'll Even probably. I mean, with them. I'll plug. <laughs> I'll probably do a little spend. My friends are probably going to be like, "So what music did you buy that day?" And I'll be like, "They played everything in the American," and I'm just like, "I don't know what to do." But I'll probably like search. But the thing is, I haven't been to any. Japanese nights. I've had a lot of oh, Japanese sure. people playing a lot of American music mm. or produced music or just like dope tracks, but then I haven't heard any Japanese artists so playing really? No, I'm actually on to karaoke night and I had these random girls like put singing like these Japanese songs. At karaoke, that's when it comes out. That's when they really get weird. super Japanese. Like they were like, you're my best friend. I was like, <laughs> 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 now the look on your face is wonderful. I was just like, we got any rappers for her? Japanese rappers? There's Ko. Uh, K-O-H-H. Slack. I want to check them That's out. That's Slack, but with a five for the first S. Oh, wow. Kid <laughs> uh, yo, Alex That's like Slack, but with a six for the... Uh, yeah. Oh, si- Same thing. Oh, oh, okay. I missed tickets for him. Oh, I missed... My friend Steph, the, the girl on it, mm, she gets tickets for everything and she doesn't tell us and I'm just like... Why'd you do that? <laughs> Why'd you do that? She got tickets for Erica Badu, and I'm just like, oh, wow. fucking joking. But wow, yeah, they were too expensive. It. They were like sixty pound. Damn, sixty pound. Oh, that is expensive. Pretty high. Who else? Like Any other Japanese rappers? Uh, Candy Town. He's Shout out to him. old school Rhymester, Sucha da Rapa. Uh... <laughs> Sounds like Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> who? who uh... Who's your favorite American MCs right now? What's your favorite rap music, hip hop um, music coming out? Unfortunately, I'm proud to say this that I've been mm-hmm. listening to mm-hmm. a lot of UK music. <laughs> so, like, I can say that I like American music, but I guess I listen to Migos. Me I, know, I know before you were local artists. Right? Yeah, but I'm now I'm proper on like. Afrobeats, like Wizkid. What did you think of Skepta's last album? Konnichiwa. Good, it was a good album. I really like it also. Yeah, I really like it also. Great, and Giggs' albums, but actually, American artists, I haven't listened to Cardi B. What? Shout out to Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B, who's that? Cardi B. Love hip hop Yeah. She makes music? She's good. Really? Yes. I don't listen to her music, but I know Cardi B. I listen to her on the uh, the Brilliant Idiots podcast. She didn't make the list. I, I wouldn't put her on the list. Yeah, I wouldn't put her on the list. But she <laughs> Personally. Makes, she makes music better than some females out now, like, which Word. is good. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> um, but yeah, I listen to a lot of Afrobeat. So there's some artists from Ghana and... Yo, you said half... Oh, sorry. High Life the other night. Yeah, High like, Life. My Kojo, I didn't like... I almost hear no one talk about High Life. Oh, yeah. I'm Ghanaian. <laughs> so yeah, you like obviously I grew up on that stuff, but there's so much good music out. Like, um, I can't even list them, but Afrobeats is what's killing it right now in the UK. Dope. 
I got a political question. Um, the whole Brexit thing. Oh, have, have you? Has there been any yeah. change? Like, <laughs> Big change. Like country is very divided. I can expect that with like kind of America. I can kind of imagine with America Similar. as well. Yeah. Similar. Country's pretty divided. There's just a lot of bullshit happening at the moment, and it's just not good. It's basically um, government's very confused with what they want to do. There's mm. not really. There hasn't actually been a plan since like signing. Like, hey, let's just Brexit. No, no, it was a lot of like older mm. people from um, people from like outside of the, the UK, North, Northerners and people from Wales and all that stupid places voted to leave because they were like they've taken our jobs, but it was just like. Yeah. Has any of that sentiment, or not that specific um, sentiment, but just the, that angst been a made hype. its way into like the yeah, 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 yeah. There's been a height of racial, racially charged crimes and abuse mm. in the streets, um, but kind of like on a microaggressive level. Yeah. Um, however, there's been a, a huge rise in young people kind of standing up for what they believe in, which is really good, and mm. I think. 10 years ago, you wouldn't have had that. Mm. 10, 25 years ago, with the Thatcher regime, there wouldn't have been a huge uprising with young people because of social media now, you're having more people kind of being outspoken about what is wrong. Mm. So at the end of the day, like... Same with us. Yeah, and in America, like, I feel like with that whole kind of Trump movement, he's just chatting a bag of shit on... (laughs) on um, social media and to have a president, someone running your country, mm. talking like that, it's insane. Nah, it's shameful. Fuck 45. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary to have to think that he feels as though social media is a place for him to discuss important issues that he needs to deal with on, with his country. Him going into Syria, like, fucking die. That is some serious shit. Like, you've gone into a country that is not yours and decided to drop bombs because... Yeah, we've never done that before ever, so that was astounding. And that's just literally me, him probably... And I think he's done it not under, like, constitutional law, isn't he? He's done it kind of... dropped it. Yeah, he's just kind of said, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. There is a a provision where he was able to do that, though. I think it's called the UMAF, like the... uh, I forget what it stands for, but yeah, he can he can do that. But it's like we haven't, we haven't rhythm, officially yeah. we haven't officially had Congress declare war for us since World War Two. Yeah, so well, that's bad, I feel like there's two separate waves going on, like this right conservative wave, and you know, Britain was in it, and America got swept up in it, and then this counter wave or this wave that was already there, but now it's like getting larger because of this other wave. Socialism's coming back. It's like. <laughs> liberal left you know uh, everybody should you know be able to live their life freely however they want scary, yeah. come on yeah it's treacherous times scary is that that you are literally so worried about your next move i can't imagine like the people or the uh people in london or in britain who aren't british yeah. Like what? What they're gonna do? Yeah. Their whole family. Think about people who are married, but just got over that married hump, but haven't got the papers to prove that they mm-hmm. belong. Forty, forty-five's the deporting husbands and wives already. You and this forty-five. <laughs> I, don't, I don't say his name. I just got wind of it. Forty-five. Is. Yeah, man. Ice teams are all over the place, terrorizing fucking. Terrorizing immigrant families, people who are. And they can do the thing, just knock on the door, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's like literally Hitler type shit. That is literally Hitler type shit. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Not false news. Real news. Real news. Can you hit us us with some really um, pretentious. Art words. Can you tell us about the architectionality of yeah, semiotics? What, hold on, what did she say before? Uh, <laughs> what is he talking about? Because I was interested. Look at her. She said, uh, to guys. She said chance. Oh, it's chance method. So it's, it's okay. I studied surrealism. Do you mind getting my phone? Yeah. yeah. Your phone's on there. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yeah. Um. So I studied surrealism and um, nice. a university. I'm super obsessed with it. Like, it kind of opens a third eye in terms of things like chance and um, 
What is chance? So, uh, how do I put this? It's the theory of your subconscious. So, it's the fact that you can... <laughs> you can think something and then it can happen. Mm. Envision? When yeah, you envision something? Yeah, and you, you really believe it and then mm. it happens and mm. it thinks, oh my gosh, is that by chance or is it actually supposed to happen? Mm. Kind of thing. So, you had this whole movement. I feel that. I yeah, feel the that. surrealist movement and they believed in dreams. They believed in dreams very heavily. And then you had a guy... Um, Andre Breton and he led this whole movement of the surrealist movement and he used to believe in sleep dreaming the dream diaries so you'd wake up usually you never remember your dreams isn't yeah. it mm. and then you have this people who believe they were like dream sleepers and they could write down all their dreams like word for word picture for picture what's happening wow. but do you believe in it is it real and that's basically my whole dissertation was like objective of chance and it just made me so paranoid so i'd go down the same street so i had to play a chance game it's a realist game where i had to like had dice every day i walked to the gym when i came back from uni just for like to do my dissertation i walked to the gym every single day and i take the same route and then oh no i take the same route on the same kind of date so monday would be say i walk through brentish gardens saying hypothetically that's not where i walk but so Monday I'd walk through Brentshaw Gardens, Tuesday I'd walk through Dulwich, Wednesday I'd walk through Peck and Ride. But at each corner I'd stop, roll the dice. If I got a five, I'd have to turn around like five times and take a picture of the sky and look up and take a picture of the sky. If I got a three, I'd have to turn left and take a picture on my left. If I got a seven, do you get it? So then I develop all these pictures and then through the pictures I'd see if I'd see I'd kind of have a look if there's any recollections or things that were the same. And a lot of the pictures, yeah, believe it or not, my theory of chance and um subconscious came to truth. Even Every on different di days. Yeah, but I do it at the same time. Mm. So I had to leave at the same time, like be really precise, like Weird, measure man. the time and there was a house I didn't even notice this I had been walking down the street the whole time two different streets same door they had the same BP like fuel station mm. and cat and it came up like 14 times how scary is that hmm. yeah. so subconsciously we, we see things the same every single time same positionings different days but the same but we don't even notice mm -hmm. so you could see the same person like every single day of your whole life but you'd never absolutely. know like i'm a big proponent of like chaos but i also like it's hard to not see the order in things at yeah the same time. so i had to be very orderly i had to like map up my time so i had to like literally my dissertation was based on the map so I had to draw each journey, different pens, then stick the pictures down, talk about the pic. It was so, like, it drives you crazy, but the one that? with the cat. Do you know, my, my yeah, lecturer yeah. actually kept my dissertation. Yeah, I got first. Hey. But she kept nice. it, and it, like, like, it was one of my best pieces of work ever in my whole three years of university. Question? I don't know. Last question. She might, she might be a little young for... Nah. For the Wu Tang Clan she knows what's question. Up. Oh, what's the Wu Tang Clan question? Who's your favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> oh, Dave Austin? Hey! <laughs> nice answer. Oh, that was a light. And the family? Like, who would your father be? Ah, uh, that's too deep. Too deep that's right difficult because I don't know all their names. Mm. But I know Rather? Rizza. Rizza. I want him to be my dad. So I feel like he'd make some really cool like He's kind of the dad of the crew. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He'd make some really cool music that I'd like walk to the down the street to. And be like, yo, like listen to this music like or, Do what down the street. Or uh who soundtrack. Who's the Wu-Tang clan of the UK? See that's where you have the grime, so you have Boy Better Know, who's Skepta. Okay. And that's kind of what that's like the grand that, yeah. heartless crew. You've got. Um, I gotta admit, man, 
going back to Kanye, bringing it back full circle, when he performed the, uh, what is it, All Day? At yeah, 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 oh yeah, we had the Black Men then. Yeah, all, that was like a big... everybody in black with the flamethrowers. Yeah, that was a big issue. That's when I was like, oh, that's kind of dope, kind of dope. Big issue in what way? Hmm? People were scared. Oh. Because it was before the watershed, like, loads of black people. Mm-hmm. And... You can hear that on Skepta's album. Can we get a, uh, a drop from you? Can you get some pause and then restart it? Well, don't, don't hit the not save button, though. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? 